Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. JT's Intercontinental SC Report Tour continues. Last week was Cairns, lofty heights of the far north, and now I'm in Dolby, Western Queensland, the Plainlands, and I'm joined by a fellow Western Queenslandian, Stalsy, for the second time in a row. How are you, buddy? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, you are just down the road from me, so we uh, definitely should have teed something up at the halfway point like we were talking about just off air a moment ago. Yeah, what's that Chinchilla Festival in the middle of Queensland here? What It's the tomato one or something like that? Um, melon Festival, one. I think. Watermelon. The there you go. Well, there's a SC Report excursion for next year. But uh, no, how are you doing? How's your Supercoach side faring? We were talking last week, 20Ks, you and I. Yeah, low 20Ks. Had a bit of a green arrow. So I think I'm 17,000 and something Ooh. at the moment. So heading heading in the right direction. Very good. Trending upwards, mate. And it's a story for me as well. I think I've got 3K spike to around the 21K mark. I think I'm actually doing better in AFL Supercoach than I am in this. And you know how much I hate AFL and I've no idea what's going on. But <laughs> following the crowd, you know how you see at the bottom, you know, most traded in, not in my team, out of my team, all that kind of stuff. Just yep. follow that. Just follow that. Follow the crowd. You can't go wrong. Do you reckon the same for NRL? Well, that's the Wenin and uh, Kirkup approach of the last couple of seasons, and they've had uh, pretty much personal best. So I think there's a lot you can, a big case you can make for that approach. Mate, switch off and uh, you'll never go wrong. Speaking of switching off, actually, I think I told you last week I was going to be on a flight back from Cairns at about Sunday, six o'clock, had no Wi-Fi at all, uh, finally landed on the ground, flicked the phone open. It was like five minutes to go Cowboys and Dogs, 14.10. I'm going, could I not have just waited 15 minutes longer? And then, of course, all that rubbish about Matt Bird and everything that happened. Switching off, mate, uh, not just Supercoach, but NRL. Poor boy. Although you're on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, um, nothing too much to do out at Rome. So I uh, got to see most of the round again. Um, but, yeah, look, you probably would have wanted to miss the end of that game, to be honest, mm. once Preston unlodged his hand from um, Kingy's eye socket. He um, busted out a try near the end, and then Foxy uh, getting getting the um, the leveler. So crazy times. It was a weird round. There was like a couple of blowouts and a draw and um, a one and two pointer. It was all over the joint. I was going to say, how good's the rugby league been? I mean, in terms of like matchup plays, we used to speak about it all the time, and maybe it's just the first few round kind of things. But it's hard to pick a game out and out where you just think one side's going to absolutely steamroll the other. Like it's been probably like no other. Um, like you know, you normally look at a team like the Warriors, Titans, Dragons, all of that. But just on their day this year, it's been impossible to pick. Just on the Warriors, did you see Sean Johnson's um, post-match interview with Fox? Uh, I saw he, not almost in tears or something like that, but it was an emotional one. I think I was boarding the plane at that point. Oh, no, it wasn't an emotional one. Do yourself a favour and track it down. He's dropping F-bombs. He's leaving (laughs) mid-sentence to high-five the boys. And it was real like Jimmy Maloney vibes. It was that sort of interview. It's a great two-minute watch if you (laughs) stumble across it. Oh, you got to love that. What a turnaround for Big SJ too. I put in, uh, if anyone wants to read the article, I've snipped a little screen grab of a group chat I'm in where I've basically told SJ he was washed, not told him to his face, obviously. I'm not that keen, but said <laughs> SJ's washed. That was last week against the Dogs. Within about a minute, he scores a try, and I reckon he scored about 180 points since that moment. So you're welcome, SJ, and your prospective owners, but it's basically 2016 again. Oh, uh, take me a- back to SJ in his prime, halfback 5'8". Just Look, around with Thurstow. Oh, those just, days. 
What a what a strange, strange year it is. But anyhow, it brings us to round six, and there's a fair bit of carnage. Uh, you, I reckon, will be a busy man this week on your, your twiddle because there's a fair bit of ins and potential outs and all this stuff going on. Some bombshells dropped at Team List news as well. This pod, we're going to go a little bit high level with some of the news. Uh, we'll go through the highlights of Team List Tuesday, and then we're going to fill the back end with a lot of trade talk uh, through each position, who we're liking, who we're not liking, some of the movers and shakers there, trade ins and outs, and then we'll finish with caps. So it's going to be a content-heavy one for the back end. Going to go a little bit light on teams. Um, before we go on, anything that really caught your eye last week? Uh, the Broncos 5 and O baby, first time yeah. for a long time. So uh, if we go back to the intro song, maybe this will be our year, finally. Mm. Yeah, well, it, uh, as you know, there's a- those April premiers, or although it's March, you haven't even gotten into April games yet, but March premiers, you just know they're a guaranteed thing. So I would book those grand final tickets now, mate. Have you Lock have you thought in. about it? Oh, it's always back of the mind. Mm. You know what I did last year? I booked the, uh, when Cows made the prelim final, I thought I'm going to go and book grand final accommodation just in case through booking.com, whatever, and you go and you can cancel it for free. was one of the most heartbreaking things to do, though, on Saturday morning post-loss <laughs> to go and cancel yeah. my shitty, uh, yeah, by-the-hour motel that I'd booked. But anyhow, I uh, would recommend any Bronco <laughs> fan get in there before accommodation gets ridiculous. But no, um, I mean, my thing is the turnaround. So Nathan Cleary, popular trade out to try and get Nico last week, ends up outscoring him pretty, I think it was 20 points in the end. But either way, it just goes to reiterate, Nico and Cleary are the halves that you want to carry through the rest of the year. And not only that, but like there's just so much variability in second row and front row and even center wings. It is, I think, as we've said, a pretty crazy year. Yeah, there were a, a lot of guns firing last round. You mentioned Cleary and Hines. We had Turbo cracked a ton. Reese Walsh um, was one point shy. Jacob Preston cracked a ton. Um, there was a lot of good captaincy choices. Certainly, <laughs> you was. really go wrong with any of them, to be honest. I did get the? I did like the Nico update. So I did have the captaincy on him, as a lot of people did. But yeah, if you go on Turbo, if you went. Cleary, whoever, you've done pretty handily. Reese Walsh, and we'll talk about a bit later. Yeah, everyone uh, in those backline positions is firing at the moment. So anyhow, all right, let's get into the round six Teamless Tuesday news. Again, just need a proper news soundbite. I have thrown the gauntlet out. Anyone that wants to give me some soundbites to use, please feel free. Uh, as we said, we're going to go through a little bit high level this round. So first kicking off Melbourne and the Roosters Thursday night in Melbourne. Big in for the Storm is Jerome Hughes coming back. Unfortunately, pushes Jonah Peze all the way to the extended reserves. A lot of people sort of bought him in, made about 90-odd K last week. Unfortunately, hasn't picked up the utility spot. So, uh, yeah, moving on out and probably not going to make much cash. I might need a, a bit of a quick move on from him. For the Chooks, Joey, one of them has finally landed the fullback spot in Tedesco's absence, and that's Manu. So he goes there. Swali'i stays on the edge. No other real changes for them. Terrell May coming onto the bench for Nofuhu White. Uh, quickly on that one, anything else catch your eye? Uh, no, nothing too crazy, but that Teddy uh, concussion concerns me with his history. So mm. hopefully no lingering symptoms there. Um Manu is an interesting one if Teddy does miss um, more than one game, um, but very hard to know at this stage. It is, and a pretty hefty break even for Big Joey, 146. So he stands to lose a ton of cash this week. So, But one to keep an eye out on, and as you love saying, one for draft. I don't think he'd be floating on waivers if that's what you're getting at. <laughs> you just, you never know. Have a quick look. Uh, next up, Good Friday game. This is always a cracker. Dogs and Rabbitohs, Acor Stadium, 4 o'clock on Friday. Uh, dogs, they're trying to scramble a team together. They just go from, uh, yeah, one injury to the other. For them, Jacob Preston is named despite uh, picking up, I think it was a hand injury, into Max King's eye. So they're both named. They're both named. I could yep. not believe that. Kingy's eye was, he was looking like sloth out of the Goonies um, about two minutes after that happened. I thought he was gone. And um, you, you've already cracked the seal on draft, so I'm happy to mention now. Go I need a it. safe captaincy in, a, in um, my home league. Whacked it on Kingy. Um, real disappointed. And then he just came back sort of Paul Pierce style 
out of the out of the tunnel and uh, got me up by 10 points. So long live the king on that one. Thank you. Heroic, heroic effort and he's back out there. And I mean, the good thing with this game is it's so early in the round. So, I mean, majority of classic players would be Preston owners. So keep an eye on Stasi's mailbag. Harrison Edwards, not in Supercoach, but named at lock to make his debut. Had a quick look at some of his stats from New South Wales Cup. Has been playing around 60 minutes a game at lock, throwing a few offloads, so could be a handy little acquisition as long as RFM is out. Uh, on the bench, you got Tanner and Torpenny who are filling in. But, yeah, in terms of firepower up front, there's really a not, a, not a lot going for them. Still no really kick out either. So dogs there hanging on and big win last week. Uh, one name on the, on the bench that was interesting was Andrew Davey. Hasn't played... A hell of a lot. Uh, I don't think. I think he played one game in the New South Wales Cup. Only concern there is that he is an experienced head that could take Jacob Preston's spot. Any thought to that end? Um, I think it'd be pretty rough uh, for Preston to lose any game time to anyone at the moment, unless his hands still in a few pieces. But he's just absolutely electric. No, absolutely flying at the moment. Uh, although doggies don't have a two-utility bench this week. They've got Josh Reynolds. They don't have Ockenbore, who's out suspended. So three forwards on the bench. So might eat into some time there or just be an indication that uh, they're a little bit concerned with some of those forwards and their healthiness. To the Bunnies, and one change for them, Alex Johnson out through concussion protocols. He's replaced by Tane Milne for his first game. Tavita Totola back in for them as well to provide some firepower up front. I guess the big super coach move there is a yacht Cheekam, who was a relatively popular cheapie, been churning out 40s and 50s for fun. He's now in the extended reserve, so loses any hope at this stage of making much cash. But he's been that annoying guy that I don't own that just seems to keep kicking on. I think Wilf owns him. But yeah, yeah that's... I think he does or did. Mm. Don't know if he still has him, but he definitely started with him. Yeah, and you've still got Jacob Host in the starting second row spot. So just holding it down until Giant Arrow comes back. Any word on the big arrow? I haven't seen much about him recently, to be honest. So um, might have to do a bit of digging while we are talk through the teams. There you go. Here we go. Hopefully I'm saying that. Yeah, it's one of many, mate. Hopefully I'm saying that a bit more than I was on the plane Sunday afternoon. Like if there's one place you don't want to throw your phone to get angry, it's on the plane. But I was very tempted post-Golden Point loss. Anyhow, new week, new game, Cowboys and the Dolphins. Cows, for us, it's a very makeshift side. Scotty Drinkwater comes back in. Not a moment too soon to fill the fullback spot, pushing Tommy Chester, fortunately for owners, to the bench. So he's uh, filling the pine with Jake Granville. Strange old uh, rotation there. That's a bizarre there. bench. Look, Jakey Granville, whether he's got photos or, or whatever, or Toddy Payton just wants to relive 2015 over and over like I do, still liking him there. So for the time being, he's our guy. Mitch Dunn and Ruben Cotter fill the prop positions. Had a quick look at Cotter's percentage ownership. He's still floating around, I think, the 7 or 8% mark. So still a bit of love wow. if, you've, if you've held on uh, over the last couple of weeks while he's been out with a knee concern. But... Uh, potentially rushed back in given some of the carnage we've got. And then Griffin Neem, second row debut for him. Interesting one. He played through a lot of big minutes last week, but uh, yeah, still got a little bit of a high break even. Or, sorry, he's got a low break even of one, but with Nane coming back next week is surely just a temporary move. Uh, and then, yeah, not much else. There's, yeah, it's a very makeshift side. Riley Price gets his second game. For the Finns, uh, I didn't, I was thinking on the plane home, actually, Katoa is now going to have to, sh- sh- like, shirk a lot of the work, shoulder, I should say, a lot of the work now that Milf is gone, Wilf's boy. But Cody Nicarima, pretty handy replacement to have despite the age. Uh, he's back, as is Edric Lee, to fill in for, unfortunately, Jack Bostock, who's in and out in the space of a week uh not much else doing for the Finns there but how do you reckon Katoa and Nikarima goes I assume Katoa takes the majority of the ball yeah you'd have to think so Nikarima's always been more of that running sort of guy um he he really is that utility mold where he's not an out and out half or hooker or that kind of thing so I think um Katoa's just going to lead him around the park and Nikarima will chime in uh with a few runs here and there Mm. And Katoa is not too, in terms of money, he's not too shabby in terms of what he's done. I don't own him, but he's made around 70K 
Verona's thus far and hasn't really had a huge game. So could be due one here against a pretty makeshift cow side. Big bad Barry's happy for Penrith and Manly on Saturday afternoon at Bluebet Stadium. So big name, obviously, and potential captain Nathan Cleary. Not a lot else changing with the Panthers side. Matt Eisenhuth is in for the injured James Fisher-Harris. And Sonny Luke returns after missing the last couple of games with concussion pushing Tyron Peachy out of the side. So I guess big news there is that uh, Sorensen and Hosking are the two starting second rowers. Still no sign of Liam Martin or uh, Luke Garner. Any news on either of them? Well, you'd actually um, almost want to see them around this week with Hosking being on the bubble so you get mm. some sense of uh, that pecking order. But um, I was expecting both back sort of this week or there or thereabouts. So to see neither of them uh, named, that's quite interesting. Mm. I mean, good news for, for Hosking is negative 55 break even. So I traded him in last week, actually, relatively happy with how that went, although it was looking dicey. Scotty Sorensen was setting up tries, and Hosking found a, a late one to boost his score. But both of them looked pretty settled, as you would in a 50-point win. But, yeah, I mean, you kind of want Sorensen to take a bit of a backseat if you're a Hosking owner or prospective one this week. Uh, for Sonny Luke, I mean, what do you expect out of him? So he's a break-even of 42, priced at 258K, HIA game the last time he stepped out. But in terms of what he can produce on the field, he looks like one of those guys that'll get 30 minutes and score 50. Yeah, he's definitely one of those eye test players. Um, and we just haven't been able to really see him get going um, through this concussion and um, the buy and that kind of thing. He had that really good first game and then was little bit average uh, in the second one and then we had to wait a week and he's he's really tough to predict and low minute game because uh, of that concussion uh yeah he's a bit of a tease <laughs> mm. certainly is but uh if you've still got him in your side plenty of cash still to be made ahead of him we saw that first round try great stuff uh, and then Matt Eisenhuth, always love picking this guy up on waivers. Uh, your draft boy, he just he's there for starting prop, I assume, for the next couple of weeks in Fisher's absence. So keep an eye on him. I've skipped over Manly. I've gone too early with the woo. <laughs> do, we, do we even need to talk? Apologies to all Manly fans. AJW, shout out, uh, fan or site, uh, friend of the site. Uh, for Manly, Jason Saar plays his first game in quite a while coming back from a knee injury. So he replaces Tui Pilotu, who's out of the side. And Carl Lawton in on the bench is the only other change for them. One interesting name is Aaron Woods in Jersey 22. Oh, so, I mean, I didn't think I'd... Uh, yeah, he's, he's shopped around a fair bit Woodsy. But only issue I thought was potentially Sean Kepi's position could be in a little bit of danger with that naming. But between Bullymore and Kepi, I thought in terms of NRL, they've been really good. Yeah, they've definitely um, been doing a job. Uh, I think Jason Saab's quite interesting in a manly side that has Tom Tobojevic in it. Mm. Um, horrible floor, but uh, pretty decent <laughs> ceiling. If he can crack seven tries, he might break the ton, but it's always a chance uh, when Tommy's actually lining up. So interested to see how he goes. He's kind of that Charlie Staines. They have a 14 and then a 15, and then everyone would bin him or just put him on their non-playing reserves, and he'd come out and score 150. So who knows? Fresh back from knee injury, though, would be just on the watch list for the time being. At 405K, a decently cheap way to get into that manly backline if Turbo stays healthy. So keeping an eye on him. Only other news there, Ben Trebojevic is out of the side. Uh, real bad news for his 7,000 owners. There you go. 7,000? Yep. A lot of people probably round one side's never to return. Anyhow. <laughs> Broncos will take five minutes. They've got the exact same friggin' side they've had for the last five weeks. And another home game. Who'd have thought? There you go. Six Don't need to change it, mate. Mm, Jordan Pereira on the bench, on the reserve. So there you go. Don't change a winning formula. You Honestly, March Premiers, congratulations. You never fail. It's like the horse that runs out in front in a 2,000-meter race. I mean, just guaranteed dub. So congratulations, Broncos. For Canberra, how's I this name? I can taste that salt through the screen, mate. Uh, yeah, I reckon I, reckon I was sadder when the Finns lost than the cows were. I was more heartbroken. I just can't, yeah. Anyway, anyway, well done, Broncos. Uh, Jared Croker, how's this for the, for the milk? Making his that made return. me so happy seeing him mm. named. <laughs> Would you go near him at 280K? 
absolutely not. And for for some of the potentially newer listeners, you've got a bit of a uh, history with um, Croker. Oh boy, yeah. I think I've told this story every single year, but fresh off an ACL surgery on crutches at Cloudland Hotel in Brisbane, or hotel, whatever it is, it's relatively fancy bar. Hey, mate, can you come over and um, you know, get a photo with me? And then on his way over, hobbling horribly, some some other girl from work runs and trips him over. I'm just staring down at this prone Jared Croker thinking I've ruined his career. And in fairness, that was what, 2018? Never been the same again. So. Right. There you go. Look, Croaks, I'm sorry I did that to you, but uh, yeah, this is your time to shine, mate. Back home in Brisbane where it all happened, I'm rooting for you, mate. <laughs> I'm going to check and see if he's got any tape around his wrists and see if he's got any messages for you on there. <laughs> Do it for Chussie. <laughs> Please, there you go. But a fall, a fallen gun from yesteryear, but who knows? SJ's winding back the clock. It could be Croaks' turn here. Uh, another halves pairing for them. They got Brad Schneider, the big Schneider. Schneider. He's back for his first game. Good cheapy last season. Filling in for Matt Frawley, who's out with a hand injury. Still one week away for Jack Fighton serving his suspension. The other one is Corey Horsburgh <laughs> and Corey Harawira Naira uh, swapping places, 13 and 17 respectively. Not sure what that does for the horse, but I assume uh, just Ricky wants a bit of extra weight out there in those early stages. Yeah, and it could be just Ricky being Ricky and we might see it swap on game day. Um, but he's sort of stuck firm with teams as named, so who knows at this stage? Um saw an article that he's going to be cleaning house soon that uh, doesn't include himself, so interesting times for <laughs> the Raiders ahead. What did he put on the at the eels? He put a white, like an overhead projector up with all the cuts. Very Homer Simpson style there, Ricky. Never, yeah. ch- never change. <laughs> all righty, Sunday, Easter Sunday, Gold Coast Titans and Dragons. A couple of enigma sides. They didn't play that long ago. I think it was round one or round two uh, they played, and Dragons towered up. The, the Titans. So, yeah, not sure what to make of this one, but Jaden Campbell fills in at the back for AJ Brimson and Toby Sexton, sexy man himself, comes in for uh, Kieran at Foran. So, probably not ideal for Dave Fafita. I had a quick look and Jaden Campbell's made about six tries in the last year and a half. So, in terms of ball playing, not a huge amount there. And Toby Sexton, I think, rarely got the ball at all to uh, Fafita, but I think playing on opposite sides this year. So who knows? It needs to go to Fafita, basically. He's got an average of like 83 against the Dragons. So with any luck for owners, he continues to get decent ball. Isaac Fasua Malaawi is on the reserves or the bench in Jersey 16, playing his third game, got a negative three break even. Uh, One interesting name, Cruz Leeming. So he's newly signed to the Titans, trying to get some coverage for... Uh, you've got Chris Randall in there at the moment, Aaron Clark, but you've lost Sam Verrill. So not sure what to make of this guy. Any, I mean, you're the mailman. Any word on Leeming and what he brings? Uh, no word, mate. The first time I saw his name was reading your team's analysis, to be honest. So. <laughs> there you go. Apparently good raps on him from uh, the Super League. But, yeah, we've uh, seen how that doesn't necessarily translate, so keep an eye on him. Although no one's super coach. You'll start at like 500K or something hideous, so... Probably not to uh, not to one one to be considered. But the Dragons, a relatively settled side for them. The only change: Jacob Little and Moses Embiid swap positions. Little starts, Moses sits on the bench. So I mean, you don't change a winning formula. One name I've kept an eye on: Jack Bird. Have you been eyeing this guy off at all? Center wing, five hundred k. Oh, he. Yes, I've got him in draft. Um, mm. He got benched um, a couple of weeks ago in favour of Musgrove, just seemingly out of nowhere, and that got rectified last week and he pumped out a 70-something. So if he can be assured to stay there, um, he's definitely an interesting one and sort of harkens back to your, your um, edge sort of middle players you can play at centre wing of yesteryear. Um, mm. Ceiling's probably a bit capped, but pretty safe floor. Um, personally, I'd probably look at some higher upside center wings, but he's definitely not the worst shout, and he's a reasonable price. Yep, a bit of stability in your second row, although who knows what Hook will do week to week. But as you said, second row center wings of yesteryear, I just thought Simon Mannering, what a man, what a player, and Torhu for that brief period. Uh, ben murdoch Masilla finally got a decent score last week, playing 80. That was helped along by Suwa's injury mid-game, calf injury. He's been named, but any murdoch Masilla owners 
Got to be happy. He's got a six break even, making some cash finally. Been a long time, long time, but he's there. So looking, uh, yeah, like he should make a couple of decent rises. Should beat that break even of six, you'd imagine. But we'll see. Stranger things. And uh, if I was, to, I think I asked you a trivia question each week. But who do you reckon is the Dragons' second highest super coach scorer for twenty twenty three? Second highest. Mm. Um. Who's ben the Hunt. highest ben in context? Ben the highest. And this guy is one point oh, behind him. I'm going to say Ravalawa. Nope, you would be wrong. It would be a Ford by the name of Blake Laurie, who is averaging 67 points a game. Had to uh, had to double check that one, but he's scoring meaties for fun, and he's got a break even of thirty. So there you go. He's uh, named in the middle again. Dragons not a lot of firepower off that bench, and big Blake Laurie. What an enigma of a side when. He is his second highest averaging. Where's Zach Lomax? Where's Rava? Don't know, but they're a strange side, the old drags. Second last game here, Knights and the Warriors. Not sure what to make of this, both in pretty good form of late. So for the Knights, Lockie Miller manages to hold down the fullback spot for another week, but I hear rumblings that 1K Ponga is due back. Any word? Yeah, I've heard the same. He sounds like he's uh, potentially not too far off, so... Have to imagine it's uh, Phoenix Crossland who um, who makes way out of that side, but uh, stranger things have happened. Though Lockie, he's he's been playing great. Um, you'd, mm. you'd be real uh, hard done by if he gets dislodged. I guess the only thing is if they park Ponger at the back again, just to hide him out of the defensive line. That was the you know the talk of round one when he was named there, and we all saw what happened. So whether or not they just decide to put him at the back, but either way, he's a risk. I think every time he goes out there. But I think Lockie Miller owners, you can breathe easy for at least another week until that conundrum hits probably round seven. But, yeah, he's absolutely flying. As is Dom Young and Greg Marju, who have both been named again in that combination. Heimel Hunt all the way back in the extendeds. Phoenix Crossland in for the injured Tyson Gamble, the concussed Tyson Gamble, who was flying up until last week. Uh, so for them, other one is Jack Johns. He, I thought, might get bumped back to the bench for the returning Kurt Mann, but Mann's in 14. Johns retains a 13 jersey and's got a pretty decent break even of negative uh, 30 something, I think, uh, negative 36. So a bit of cash there. What would you be doing with Johnsy? I think he's got trap written all over mm. him. To be honest, um, looked great um, in real life action, but. He's just as likely to get benched for man uh, this like on game day or next week, and um, I think there's a bit of risk around him, particularly when you've got uh, sort of guys like Schuster around the same price point on the bubble who you can play at second row, and we'll probably talk a bit about it later. But there's a there's for the position where we have a lot of players at second row, it's real hard to fit them all in at the moment. Mm. So. Thinking might be someone you might have to let pass. Certainly is trap material. Uh, onto the Warriors. They've got one or a couple of changes here. Tamari Martin is back in for uh, Ronald Volkman. So Murray was out with uh, was a concussion last week. He's back straight in. Bailey Sirenden comes in to replace the suspended Nipkora. So he's in at second row for a couple of weeks. Torhu, a name that was scratched last week. He's been named at lock. So again, it's a late game, so please keep an eye on any late mail and keep an ace up your sleeve. And name on the bench that I thought was surprising, Dallin Watene Zalesniak in 18. So can't quite crack a winning side at this point. But, yeah, pretty powerful name to see on the pine. Um, otherwise, anything to love about this Warriors side apart from basically Sean Johnson's renaissance, um, how good Jackson Ford's been, Jazz Tavunga going ballistic off the bench, Josh Curran winning them the game last year with a weird penalty. Last week, I should say. A uh, lot going right. Dylan Walker. What's going CNK. on? CNK. Yep. Langy or Wenon, I should say. Traded him out last week against my wishes. I've now oh. traded CNK in. It's a strange time. Yeah, the Warriors have looked absolutely fantastic. I'm real happy for them, like I uh, said last week. Just, I think anytime the Warriors are playing well, it's a feel-good story for the NRL, particularly after the last few seasons that they've had and the, the challenges they've faced. Certainly have. Should be everyone's second team. But in Wade Egan, sorry, I didn't mention him, break even a 19. Oh, Cannot stop finding the line. Yeah, he's, he's allergic to not scoring tries. He just can't. He he can't stop. It is um, abs- 
absolutely ridiculous. And while I think of it, mate, just to go back to the Knights, otherwise I'll forget, um, for anyone worried about Heimel Hunt lurking, um, Barry Tui, uh, the goat of um, of Newcastle Knights male, said that Marju and Dom Young are both ahead of him at the moment. So anyone looking to bring one of those in uh, can breathe easy. Need it. We need a Barry Tui soundbite on this pod. The oh, Woo probably do. the Woo probably does it does him justice. The big fella. Rounding out the round is a Tigers Eels game, which threw up a pretty interesting result last season. Who knows what will happen this year? But Tigers have rung the changes yet again. Charlie Staines back at fullback. Kapoa on the wing. Naden back in, missing through illness last year, last week. Keep saying that. Startoa at centre. So they're basically completely new backline. Uh, Adam Dewey at 5'8". Who else we got? Joe O makes his first appearance on the bench for quite some time, and Sean Bloor as well. Brandon Wakeham, that experiment lasted about two and a half games, but he's out. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the big one, Adam Dewey, maybe we save that chat for later, but I think the way to highlight and just frame the Tigers at the moment is get off the ship. If you own any of these people in Supercoach, I think just blow them up, delete, get rid of them. Can't argue with that. Very good. <laughs> the, the, the changes is ju- are just wild. And I think um, to sum it up, I saw something just before we came on about their um, their Anzac jersey featuring an American, like an, an American soldier and chopper or some controversy around that. So right. um, can't take a trick at the moment, the poor old all, Tigers. All good things. I made Orange Tips doing great stuff at the helm there. How good. Parramatta, though, they could throw up a, a you know just a dreadful game and get the Tigers off the, the duck. But for them, a couple of interesting ones here. The, the big one that we'll talk about is Jermaine Hopgood bumped to the bench for the returning Sean Lane at second row, and you got Ryan Madison at lock. So I expected that would happen, but it's uh, come to fruition. In the Cardi party, he just lives on, will not stop. Matty Dury back on the extended reserves. Uh, probably better than having Hopgood uh, who's going to come off the bench. So we'll chat about that. And then Sean Russell comes in for the drop to Wonga Blake all the way back in Jersey 22. And Hayes Dunster comes in for Simonson, who's out for a couple of weeks. I guess the big one there is what they've done in the Fords. But just having a look at Hayes Dunster, 230K, been named on the extenders a few weeks now, gets his shot. I think is a decent chance to make that jersey his own. What's your read? Yeah, well, he was one of those players in the preseason who was there or thereabouts for that position, and I think everyone had him in their side at some stage as a cheapie. So um, he's a definite watch if he can lock down that spot um, at that price, um, particularly since uh, a couple of our center wing cheapies from who actually started the season will probably be peaking around that time as well. So mm. very keen to see how uh, Dunster goes in this side. And the other thing as well is the Eels draw is about to start really opening up after a pretty tough start. So... Um, there could be a start, a few stars aligning here at our uh, center wing positions. I like it. The Dunster thing, if he gets two games here, by the time Simonson's due back, we'll know, you know he'll be on the bubble for that third week. So it sort of really does set it up, set himself up pretty nicely. So looking forward to seeing how he goes. All right, we made it through teams list. We're half an hour in, pretty good timing. We'll go to a quick break, come back with all the trade in and out talk for the round. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I was going to say, it's a relatively peaceful one because the trucks have stopped going past. I was telling you off air, I'm like, if you hear uh, just trucks every two minutes, it's because I'm in Dolby. Haven't heard anything weird out in Roma way. Do you get foxes? What do you get out in Roma? 
Um, not a whole lot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> probably a good pub feed out this way. Uh, you can't go wrong anywhere you go, and probably a cheap beer too. Inflation doesn't seem to make its way out this direction. All right, Stolzik, trade-ins and outs. How about we start with the the big news we skipped over just before, but Parramatta, some changes there that have big supercoach implications. Starting with the trade-outs, what do you reckon, Jermaine Hopgood, break-even of 40, back to the extend or the bench, I should say. What do you see in terms of minutes, and is it time now to cash in? He... After his massive start, he has definitely um, come back to the realms of normalcy in the last couple of weeks. And I guess going back to the bench doesn't help. Rotation-wise, we saw what Maddo did off the bench last year. So there's a reality where um, you could see Maddo switch to an edge uh, during the game and then Hopgood comes on and just plays out the match um, like Maddo did last year. But there, there's a lot of question marks. And in a round where we're trying to uh, bring in your, your Hoskins and uh, to a lesser extent your Schusters and that, um, I alluded to before, second row is actually pretty hard to make moves because a lot of the cheaper guys like Preston and uh, Ford and that, they've still got a lot of money to make. Um, and then you've probably got one gun in there like a Murray or a Fafita. Uh, Katoa from the Storm still doing good. Uh, well, uh, and Dury doesn't cost a lot of money. Um, so... Mm. You, you've got to start looking at places where you can bring some of these guys in with massive break-evens, um, and this just might be the tipping point uh, for old Hopgood. The shame of it is, um, one, he's playing really well, um, and two, the Eels have that great buy coverage. They play all the major buy rounds, and um, he should, you'd have to imagine, um, well, he, I don't know if he's a chance at origin, um, but... Queensland. Yeah. Yes, um, it just depends where they can fit him in, um, but it'll probably be there or thereabouts, who knows. But, um, yeah, I think he's going to be potentially a reluctant uh, chopping block player for me this round. Yeah, it was interesting. If he had have stayed in that lock role, and we knew it might not happen with Maddo coming back, but his points per minute was just insane. Uh, a couple of things, I guess, he's a rookie, so whether he could have kept that up the entire year would have been, uh, you know, remained to be seen, but he was doing a lot of good things. Come back a little bit to the pack over the last couple of rounds, and maybe that's a sign of tiredness or something. But I think I'm kind of with you. Now it's the time to cash in. It might clear his break even, probably won't. We just don't know what's going to happen with that rotation. But done us, done us a good service, filled in beautifully. Now's the time to cash in. Whereas Dury, as you mentioned, the 350-odd K, a break even of around 30. So should he fill in at some stage, he'll you know, potentially make a little bit more cash with some luck. But... I don't think is as huge a trade-out uh, target this week. Uh, so maybe just in that vein, talking about Hopgood and his number one most traded out, who are you going to uh, and why? Um, Hosking. And <laughs> um, I think it's a pretty clear why. Massive negative break-even has looked phenomenal. Um, Martin, the ghost of Martin and um, Garner will be lingering, but just given his form, if you're picking a side based on that, he's got to be the starting edge player. Yep. I mean, I thought he'd make 100K doing that as well, which is wild. Exactly. And, and, you know, all these early rounds, we always talk about being cash gen kind of weeks, and this is a great chance here to capitalize. Um, on a guy, Hopgood's made 250 grand. Hosking, with, you know, any luck, makes 100 and 150 over the next few weeks. We don't quite know what will happen, as you said, with Martin and Garner and everything else there. But in terms of the eye test, been killing it. And I think definitely outplayed Luke Garner in the short sample size that we've got. Uh, with their, so if you're going to go it's just on second row here, so Hosking obviously pretty high up there. Looking around at some of the other more expensive options and in terms of averages, Kaloa Matangi, Fafita, Nikola and Josh King, uh, probably the the ones that are sitting in that top five, top six at the moment. Out of those guys, I don't own any of them. Uh, is there one name standing out above the pack for you? Well, I think uh, Kaloa Matangi, um, even though he had a, a I mean, 58 still good. Um, mm. And the Bunnies draw is about to open up really nicely. So um, I think he'd probably be top of the pack. Having said, uh, Nikara has been absolutely blitzing it. Um, uh, of late, I think Josh King just keeps on keeping on. And I was, I was thinking about this last week. Uh, him and Maxi King were good, great cheapies for us last year, and this year they both look like um, keepers at this stage. Mm. But, um, I'd, I'd 
probably have to imagine um, I'd, I'd like a season-long Kalomitangi and Nikara. However, they are a lot more expensive. Um, so outside of Fafita, you reckon those two guys above him? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I've got I've got Fafita, so I'm probably uh, <laughs> he's not forefront of my mind. But um, I think throw a dart at this stage. To be honest, they're all sort of there or thereabouts average wise. So just look at the draw and see what one uh, looks more appealing. I mean, Fafita, I don't own him, but it's got Dragons, Broncos, Dolphins over the next three weeks. Uh, so a couple of home games there. One's an Arvo game. I think it's a Friday night one against the, the Bronx. Not sure about Finns. But... It's a Saturday because I'll be at that match on a Bucks night. So... Giddy on up, mate. Is that the Bronx game? Yeah, yeah. That's Sivas. Yep. Look out. You're a well-traveled gentleman these days, getting Definitely in and started. infecting us all with your COVID from Roma. But there you go. <laughs> um, no, I think a, a couple of big weeks ahead. The only thing that would give me pause would be, we spoke about it, Toby Sexton uh, and the, uh, Jaded Campbell potentially affecting how the ball gets distributed at the Titans. So that would be one worry for me. Kieran Foran and him have linked really well. AJ Brimson, the the Roma, he's he's been really good. For them, but yeah, I mean, for me, for Fido in that side, we say it every single time, best player, give him the ball, doesn't happen. But I think right edge for Fido is a different beast so far this season. Have you seen anything you didn't like? Oh, he's um, he's definitely looked busier. Um, like you said, that like if we're talking about all those forwards, uh, again, he's in the worst current spine out of all of them. So a um, couple of question marks around that. He's always an enigma, isn't he? Mm. He is, but every time I don't own him, it's always a worry going into games. So I'd probably rather have his name in there sooner rather than later. And thankfully, Hopgood's going to give me the cash to do it. Not sure whether it'll be this week or next, but keen to have him in the side. A couple of other ones. Uh, Jazz Tavanga, if he was in there for any prolonged period of time, a name I would love. Uh, he just gets through so much work. He's just an absolute PPM beast. 70 last week, he's got an average of 67, coming off the bench pretty much the whole time. So if, if Torhu was out for any long-term reason, that would be a name I would look at. But otherwise, Homole Olokowatu, one that I'm keeping an eye on, 660-odd K, uh, a relatively sizable break even um, by his standard 60, so not going to go anywhere. But I just think he's building now that that turbo DCE combinations played a few games together. He's one I'm, I'm keen to look at over the coming weeks uh any others that i haven't spoken about um looking at that list like murray had a after we talked on uh, uh, we talked him down last week rather um responded to that with an 88 <laughs> <laughs> the super coach poor curse rears its ugly head yep um then you got oh, Patrick Carrigan's been a bit of a letdown this season. I started with him as just my homer pick um, mm. and hasn't really kicked on. Um, outside of your top boppers, you, you, it's, it kind of drops off from there, eh? Like um, there's a few speculative ones you could go to, but there's not really a clear cut where you say, like, you've got to have this fella in. Yep. Like you need to have, I reckon you need to have a gun, Um but which one, like you couldn't definitively say it's got to be player X or Y or whatever. Mm. It's a pretty open position at the moment. All righty, let's turn away from second row and move down to the halves. I think we saw last week Cleary and Hines is the combination that you want uh, basically for the run to round 27. Is there any disagreement there at this stage? Anyone else that's sort of worthy of conversation? Um. Sam Walker had a good score. He actually outscored Hines last week, and obviously I traded Walker to Hines, so he's uh, quietly putting together a pretty good season. But as for your end game, it's definitely Cleary Hines. Like there's there's no other com like two player combo you'd want to have as your your halves um, outside of one Sean Johnson. Oh, flying, <laughs> absolutely flying, comfortably the top point scorer in halfback. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. It's so just total points scored. Obviously, not taking into account buys and everything that Hines and uh, Cleary have had. And Hines obviously missed some time. Sean Johnson one, Adam Reynolds two for total points scored. What is this year? <laughs> it is 2016. Um, one actually, you mentioned you traded out 
um, old mate to Hines last week, Walker, and he, he outscored him. Actually, uh, I traded out Ben Hunt to uh, Nico, 103 versus 102. I lost a point on that trade. So, damn you, Ben Hunt. <laughs> ben Hunt's and, just haunting you this season. Honestly. And he's playing uh, the Titans daytime game at uh, yeah, Seabus. So, who knows? And Hines has got the buyer. Silly, silly JT. But anyway, live and learn. I think that's that's where we sort of leave that one. But 5-8 is, is probably of more interest, and it's a really tough one so far this season. No one's quite kicking on. Cam Munster's uh, comfortably ahead of the rest of the pack, the, the likes of Dylan Brown and, and that kind of thing. In terms of a, a combination or someone that you're eyeing off, do you think Munster's done enough to make him a, I guess, not urgent trade-in, but someone you've got to really target over the next couple of weeks? The longer you leave Munster, the closer you get to that origin period. Um, mm. So it feels like you, if you really want him, um, you, you kind of either started with him and stuck with him or you brought him in when he came back because the longer you leave it, the less value you're going to get out of him and you're probably going to have to move him on during that origin period. So players I'm sort of looking at is Dylan Brown, had a couple of down weeks, but he's got that phenomenal buy uh, coverage and their draw is going to open up soon, as we've spoken about. Um, bit of a smoky play. Um, Cody Walker, uh, for Ooh. when the bunnies draw opens up a bit, um, when he bottoms out in price, could be worth a bit of a look. Um based on his form at the time. And outside of that, uh, it's not a great position at the moment. It's absolutely not. You've got Ezra Mam up there, Jackson Hastings, Matty Burton, bit of a checkered, obviously turned it on last week. Big Tommy did, and who could forget him? But I think um, the reason I brought up 5.8, Adam Dewey is still obviously quite popular and clogging up a lot of people's sides. We've said how just get rid of all your Tigers players, but a break-in of 67 this week, I'd almost be looking elsewhere and just hanging on for one more week. Dewey's got the buy next round, so you just have to get one decent stint out of him against Para, and then you get another week to look at some 5.8s, whether it's Munster, Brown, whoever. No one's really going anywhere in this position, so I think Dewey, if you were to frame him, is probably not a must-trade, I would say, this week if you've got second rowers and, and all that kind of thing elsewhere. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. If you've held him this long, you might as well just see how he goes against Parramatta. I'm in that boat. Um, I've just had more urgent issues than him. Um, averaging low 50s, which is definitely below what we thought, but um, it's not the worst case, I guess, and hopefully moving him back to his uh, preferred position might spark him a little bit. Um, and as that toe continues to heal, hopefully we get one last hurrah before that buy round and like you said, see what's uh, happening in the landscape at 5'8 when that time comes. Let's move down a position to centre wing. And a surprising name on here, Hamizo Tabuai-Fado, on number two traded out this week. He's got a 49 break even coming up against the Cowboys. We are we are hanging on in terms of uh, players that we've got available. We did only give up three tries last week, and I think it was three the week before, so some improvement. But the hammer time coming up against the old side, this is a week to hag on to him, I think. 49 break-evens have said, still got a little bit of room to grow, I reckon, but we, I was surprised to see him so highly traded out. What's your read there? Well, I traded him out last week for Garrick, and I'm um, not unhappy with that. Mm. Um, he's he's done a really good job as a cheapie, probably better than what we expected of him um, in the beginning of the season where he started very strong when the concern was he was going to be uh, Charlie Staines and not actually go anywhere. He's made 160K for us, which has been great. Um, I think if you're looking at uh, someone like Imaju or players like that, um, I think he's definitely worth uh, moving on. I, th- I think we've seen what he can do at his best at the moment, so um, I'm not against cashing him out. Uh, if you, It can wait a week for sure, like you said, um, but I think his time's sort of uh, come, come to a close in our sides, whether it's this week or in the next one or two. I, I kind of just think he's a really big play this round. Um, I don't know, it's sort of against the own side and whatever, but I just think he's going to come with a really good attitude uh, and just somehow find the line. He might score two. I don't know. I just think he's a, a good shout for me this week. The other one was Paul Alamotti, and he's the one that I'm moving on for uh, Marju, as you've mentioned. But Alamotti scoring okay at 40s and that kind of thing, but looks probably at not his peak, but probably not going to go too far in the uh, not-too-distant future. So for me, probably an easier 
move on. I don't see the upside with him. So I'm moving him on, and as I said, number three, most traded out. Talking about the trade-ins, we mentioned Marju. Uh, anyone else, I guess we can spend a little bit of time on Marju, but anyone else to bring into the conversation? Um, I think it's Marju of us this week at, at the position. Um, I think some people might be tempted by Dom Young's 150-something, but just a reminder, mm. it did take him four tries to get there, whereas Marju got 102 with one try, so... I think he's definitely the horse to bet on um, in that Knights back line. Um, outside of that, just purely based on break even, it, it's got to be Marju. Like Garrick's an interesting option. I brought him in last week. Um, thought he was going to go a little bit better, but his uh, break even still pretty high and he's got Panthers uh, Storm back to back before a better trot of uh, the Tigers and Titans. So that can probably wait. Um Marju or bust for me this week, I reckon. Is there so, anyone you've seen, mate? Uh, I know you're a big fan of Lockie Miller, and we were talking about um, Jackson Barlow last week, who uh, just keeps on keeping uh, on as well. Unreal. It has obviously gone up in price accordingly again. Um, Campbell Graham might be interesting again as the bunnies draw opens up a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe one Karaz, another name I don't own, but Karaz Miller, uh, who else? Campbell Graham, as you've said. Nick Meany doing good things, not sure where. Uh, Pappy is a couple of weeks away, I suspect, or more. Reuben Garrick, there's a lot of really good names at that top end of the price tag. But I think, as you've said, Marju, huge negative break even. Decent price at 580k. And you think about some of the plotters we've had at center wing. Brian Toto is on my flick out list this round. He's been pretty good without being great. And that's not what you need out of a 600k center wing. You need some upside. Marju, the Knights will stink it up on their day. But so far, in the last couple of rounds when he's been in there, Everything's going his way. So I did actually get corrected in my team's analysis. I thought uh, Dom Young played on the right edge last week. I do recall a kick going that way and a few other things, but someone said he played on the left. I can't quite recall. Is that right? Not that I don't recall, to be honest. I just remember watching uh, tries for days. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so no, uh, yeah, obviously stuff that one up. But yeah, I think either or in terms of those guys, if you jumped on Marju early, the world's your oyster because you have a wealth of options that I can't afford. But no, Karaz, if I could trade in anyone and it didn't matter about price or whatever, Karaz was the guy. I don't own him and he's just pumping out 70s without scoring. In terms of a winger, that is like top of the line. That's super coach gold, right? Oh, yeah, that's exactly what you want. I, I didn't mention him because I assumed a lot of people had, mm. had uh, brought him in. But if you don't have him, he's got to be uh, at or near the top. Based on break-evens, you'd probably have to go Marshu first. But um, he's just out and out absolute weapon. Kira, is it still only 23% owned? I think like a lot of people are probably in the same boat. I had many, many fires to fix before I could look at such a luxury trade like him or Lockie Miller. But those that started well, you reap the rewards because you can really bring these guys in as and when their price starts to rise. I think Ruben Garrick, Kiraz, uh, Lockie Miller, if he stays at fullback, these three guys will be in pretty much every side come the end of the year when we've all got the money to afford. But, yeah, absolute premiums for the time being. And Mulatalo probably in that conversation as well. He's been really strong with Hines coming back. Uh, can be a bit hot and cold, but so far it's so good for him. So won't play Origin. Uh, decent coverage. So one I'm keenly following as well. Uh, just to have a look, we spoke a few traps earlier. Jack John's probably high on that list. He's pretty reasonably high up on the trade-in list though so in the top 10 uh, 3,000 odd trading him in be warned about that Josh Schuster uh, hasn't uh, played his third game just yet he missed last week but he's high up there I kind of get that uh, who else we've got Isaac Fasuamaleawi he's negative three break even playing his third game so these sort of guys I think if you're needing to make cash not a bad shout but I wouldn't expect much out of them Are you in the same boat yeah, um, out of all the names you mentioned, Schuster's probably the most relevant. But even he, like he's had injury issues in the past. He's had injury issues this season. Um, his base hasn't been amazing. He will get attacking stats. Uh, he's got the dual position. But um, at this stage, I'm not bringing him in because I prefer Maju and um, Hosking and just don't want to boost for him. Um 
he's probably one whose price isn't going to go too far. So you might have to pay a little bit extra maybe next week. Um, I know his break-even's in the negatives, but given his output and he's playing the Panthers, it might not actually move as far as you think and you might get another look at him. Um, mm. Yeah, there's... And I'm kind of happy I boosted last week because I can look at some more options than if I had to bring in like a Garrick or someone this week. Not that I'm suggesting doing that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yep, agreed. All right, just to round out this chat over trades and stuff, if you could uh, pick two front rowers and two hookers to have in your side right now, who are they? Uh, who aren't currently in there, no, I'm guessing. No, just who you want, who you would take. Uh, forgetting price, forgetting everything, who are the top two? in that position for you? Uh, front row, Payne Haas, number one, yep. and obviously Blake Laurie, number no. Um, <laughs> so after that, there's not clear cut. I'm really liking um, Max King, what mm. he's been doing this season, to be honest. He's um, been playing massive minutes, but probably just doesn't have the ceiling of the other guys. So I, I think I'd probably have to lock in someone like a Tino who's got a pretty good three-round average. Um or like a, even though he's been a bit down, a, a Joey Tarpanay or someone like that. Um, looking at hooker, Harry Grant and insert hooker. <laughs> um, <laughs> I probably, I, I even, probably, oh, yes, his average, he's, he's the top averaging hooker, um, which is just wild. Um, very uh, try game, really. So I wouldn't want to rely on that. Um He's only a few points below the fellas above him, but um, probably Damien Cook with that draw uh, coming up, I'd probably think is a pretty good shout for some good scores. So mm. probably Grant and Cook if uh, money's no option. Yeah, I'm con- I'm with you on two of those, so Payne Haas and Harry Grant, I think out above the pack in terms of their positions. I only own Grant. Payne Haas has been a pain in the Haas not owning him, and he's just flying. What did he get? 47 minutes last week and a 95. Incredible stuff. And well, they try a- out a dummy half. Jesus. It, uh, yeah, poor old Tigers. Nothing going right for them. So obviously two of those. The guy for me at hooker, and I've had him since the start of the year, and I'm pretty happy about it, is Reese Robson. I think tackle-wise he gets through 50 a game. Uh, in terms of output, that puts him ahead of Grant and, and Cook. Probably not the attacking spark of both of them, but he can. He's, he's shown his wares close to the line. So I think in terms of all-rounder, I'm relatively happy with him. But I think, as you said, it's a tough one to pick number two. For, for hooker, you can kind of throw a dart. But prop, I reckon Torhu Harris. If I was to pick a healthy player and no issues with, with Torhu, I think dual position and playing good minutes in that Warriors yep. pack. I think Torhu and Payne would round it out. Tarpane, just a... Just one of those guys I've owned since round one has really not kicked on as we thought, not busting tackles, not offloading. I don't know whether it's a directive from Sticky to not throw it around, but just throw some dumb offloads. Who cares? You lost by 40 last week. Just start doing stuff. I don't know. It's a it's a strange one because he's such a good player on his day, but just not not kicking on. Getting beaten by Blake friggin' Laurie. What a year. All right, Stylesy. Captains. We had a quick chat about this off air. We hadn't really put much thought into it, but you've had an hour now. Who are you liking, Captain and VC? Yeah, I think um, just purely looking at matchups. If you've got um, if you've got Latrell Mitchell kicking around at the back, he's a good VC option. Um, Nathan Cleary, even though it's against Manly, um, he's got to be looking a good shout at either VC or C. And um, one you mentioned, mate, in the Mighty Broncos, who mm. I actually ironically hadn't thought of, uh, might be a decent shout. Billy Walters. Absolutely. Lock <laughs> him in and throw away the key. <laughs> uh, Reese Walsh, the uh, one of the most attractive men in football um, against a, a Raiders side in absolutely all sorts, playing uh, the Saturday night game again at Suncorp again. Um, it could be a pretty good shout. I still think about the zero points at halftime against the Dragons, though. Oh, that's terrifying, eh? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, proceed with caution when you put the captaincy armband on him, but I've gone that way too. I think if I'm ever going to break you friggin' Broncos, it's going to be having some super coach implications in it. Reese Walsh, number one, going to break him. You'll probably still win by 40 because Big Bad Billy Walters will outscore him, but that's super coach. The other one, VC Clear, as you said, I think just safe as houses at home. Uh, one really big score last week. Hopefully that's a catalyst for a turnaround in form because they've been a little bit quiet. Uh, but elsewhere, I mean, Harry Grant, always a good shout. And I'm interested to see how they go against uh, the big cheese. But, yeah, not a lot else really. So I think keep it safe. 
go with those guys. Or Greg Marju, newly new recruit. Never like putting it on a winger, but you just never know uh, on their day. And finally, just a, a quick one on centre wings. I'm trying to toss up a few here. But if you were to play, say, Will Warbrick, Khan Pereira, Taruva, the Hammer, putting those four in order, who would you prefer starting with in your centre wings? Um, just purely based on matchups and what he's done recently, I don't uh, dislike. Um, Chucking Cam Pereira in. <laughs> mm. I know his floor is absolutely atrocious, but uh, and I, I don't know now that I'm thinking about new halves pairing and spine and that, but um, he could go really big uh, against the Dragons. And then outside of that, um, probably Taruva and then Warbrick. Mm. I'm sort of leaning the same. And I've got the hammer in, in Cam Pereira at the moment. So Warbrick's one of those guys, like he's the last two weeks having out of the side scored. Well, have him in, scores terribly. Again, that's bloody super coach. But a lot of outs, I mean, you've got the Sharks on the bye this week and some potential injuries to the likes of Torhu and Preston who are up in the air. So could potentially come down to some of these center wings. So the lottery resumes around. I don't hate CNK as a play either against Newey. Love that. Uh, new recruit, actually, CNK. As when and turfs him out, I bring him in. So there you go, days of our lives. But nonetheless, should be a really cracking round six. Easter weekend, got to love it. Got COVID last year, had to sit through it. Hopefully, I'm staying away from Roma and I'll be healthy. Uh, what are you doing over Easter, mate? Um, I'm going to the big smokes of Rockhampton. So. <laughs> One exotic <laughs> um, place. My to- family's from Rocky and Yupoon, so I'll spend a couple of days by the coastside at Yupoon and then come back. I'll claim it. Rocky's North Queensland. Close enough. <laughs> oh, if you ask him, yeah, it's uh, pretty much anything north of Brisbane itself, you, you're getting into Cowboys County. So Everywhere's Cowboys country when I'm around, mate. So Dolby, Cowboys country. Great to speak to you again, mate. Two weeks in a row. Hopefully hear Lakey back. He's uh, due in the not-too-distant future. It'll be great to hear his sultry tones on the airwaves again. Looking forward to catching up with him. Alex is floating around somewhere. We'll try to track him down, probably by magic round. He'll resurface. So really looking forward to that not too far away. Thank you for spending your Tuesday night with me, mate. Much appreciated. Any final words of wisdom? Um, oh, put me on the spot again. I never have something ready to go. Um, just just play it safe this week. Like You can do a lot of crazy stuff, but it feels to me like there's a few clear-cut uh, things to do. So... Um, I just try and make those happen. Follow the crowd, get Blake Laurie, get get Jake Turpin, get Billy Walters. Go against the grain, I reckon. That's it for another week. Thanks, Dalsy. Cheers, Lake. Um, Jason, Jesus. Lakey. <laughs> I've got Lakey on the mind now. You got me excited.